captain has turned on the seatbelt light. Please take your seat and fasten your seatbelts. Thank you. 20 memorable journeys, 20 unforgettable matches, two very different journalists. Where do their paths intersect? In the cricket press box. Welcome to Press Box 2020 with Bharat Sundaresan and Anand Vasu. On behalf of the flight crew, thank you for flying with us and have a pleasant stay. Hello and welcome to Press Box 2020, it's episode 5. This is Bharat Sundaresan and as always I'm with my co-host Anand Vasu and today we're heading home to my hometown anyway, of Mumbai, the city that never sleeps, the city that never stops. But we're going back to a time when it did stop and so did the whole of India and I guess world cricket itself. Because it was a day, a match, a moment in time that I think India never quite knew how to prepare for. Because it was when Sachin Tendulkar walked off the cricket field for that one final time. But Anand Vasu, we had around two months to <laughs> prepare for the Tendulkar farewell because he made uh, sure that uh, it was announced in advance. And to be honest, I was a little pissed off with that ho with the announcement because that meant a lot of work for a long period of time. But before I come to you, would you be willing to join me in a chorus of Sachin, Sachin? Let's see if he does. I don't think you need any help in this uh, chorus, so I'm sure you can do a good job of it yourself. I've been uh, writing about this uh, chorus all my life, not been part of it. I think it would have been interesting, uh, the last match that I saw as a non-journalist at a cricket ground was in fact one of uh, Tendulkar's most memorable games. It was at uh, India-Pakistan test match in uh, Madras, uh, some people call it Chennai these days. Uh, it was he made a heartbreaking hundred uh, in a game that India lost. I was um, in the stands for that game, and uh, only months after that, I became a journalist. In later that year, in 1999, so literally my entire career coincided with Tendulkar being a India cricketer. So, like you said about preparing for his going. None of us actually thought it would happen. I mean, you knew that he's got to retire at some stage. But the fact that he kept going on and on and on, and it was not as though his uh, performances were flagging towards the end to the extent that you know people were saying, why is he still playing? Um, we've seen some other former greats who really prolonged their careers and it reach a point where you wonder why they're going at this uh, rate when, you know, they could be remembered as champions and instead they are just a shadow of their past. Uh, one that I saw in my lifetime, but before being a journalist was Kapil Dev. Uh, he was the biggest hero for all of us growing up, much like Tendulkar is to um, a generation or a couple of generations later. Uh, and Kapil, by the time he finished his career in the end, he was bowling very gentle, medium pace, really pushing it just to get to that Richard Hadley's um, tally of... 434 test wickets, 432 test wickets. Um, Tanulka was never in that situation. He was playing well. Even his final test innings was a beauty, which we'll talk about in a, in a little while. Um, but, you know, there was a sense that he'd always been around. Tanulka was always there and he was always at number four. So it was kind of uh, 
while we had to prepare for it from a work point of view, which meant a lot of work, as you pointed out, um, the reality of Tendulkar not playing did not, uh, I think, sink in or hit till a while after, simply because even through that whole celebration that the country was going through, that the cricket world was going through, it was uh, the likes of you and me had to keep one eye on the ball in terms of work. I mean, we were thinking more of how to report what was happening, how to capture the feeling of a nation, how to assess uh, the end of an era. Um, I think in some ways we were robbed of the chance of just enjoying it because we were um, writing about it and following it and reporting it. But on the flip side, we got the kind of access that fans would die for. I mean, we watched some of the final moments very closely. I'm sure you're going to talk more about that, so I won't uh, step on your toes just yet. But just as I'm not stepping on your toes, I think I'll leave the Sachin, Sachin bits to you. See, I got him to do it. And it wasn't too bad either. Uh, and you're so right about Tendulkar and his career. There, there was never a sense... That you didn't know when it would come to an end because there, was no, there were no false alarms like... Uh, we've seen with so many great players around the world, like, you know, will they, won't they. Uh, but that was never the case with Tendulkar. Yeah, he didn't play too many ODIs towards the end of his career and then he announced his retirement, I think, at the end of... Towards the end of 2012, so maybe a year before this. Um, and you speak of uh, how different our vantage point was to really observe this Tendulkar journey. Of course, I just uh, was, what, five years into the profession when he retired. But... While you were talking about it, I just realized maybe it's only the journalists in India who even refer to him as Tendulkar because everybody else in India almost had the sense of entitlement, a sense of ownership over him. So he was Sachin to everyone, except maybe we always used Tendulkar while writing or maybe even talking about him. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That just stood out for me. I would like to get your opinion on that. Well, I think uh, there's a little cultural difference here as well. I uh, Growing up in Madras and then having, now living in Bangalore, uh, I see that a lot more people would call, still call him Tendulkar. It's not uh, so much Sachin. Um, like Gavaskar is still called Gavaskar, not um, Sunny. Or There are people who might say SMG. Um, I can't think of anyone who refers to him as Sunil, apart from the people who actually know him. Uh, in, in Tendulkar's case, you're right, there's a lot more people who will call him Sachin, I suppose. And I think the name also just lends itself to that chant so much. You can't really go, Tendulkar, Tendulkar. It doesn't sound the same. So Sachin became such a thing over the years. Um, yeah, and you're right, he, the way people took ownership of him cut across every section of um, the Indian consciousness i think there's the cricket aficionado who obviously appreciated his batting his ability to bowl medium pace leg spin off spin his really watertight fielding i mean he was never the quickest but he had a great pair of hands he had a fantastic throw from the deep uh, from a cricketing purist point of view sachin was a dream uh, technically brilliant uh, composed, could bat for days. Um, from the casual watcher's point of view, again, uh, godsend because he was a naturally attacking player, thrashed the ball. 
especially the young tendulkar in against the best bowling in the world fastest tracks toughest conditions he could attack like no other indian batsman of his time could uh, all the slightly elderly women wanted to be his mother or his aunt or his grandmother uh, generations of women thought he was cute or handsome or uh, eminently dateable or marriable uh, although anjali ran away with that um little boys wanted and little girls wanted to play like him when they grew up there's literally no angle from which you could not relate to tendulkar i think um, that's what made him so much more of an icon and so much more of a larger than life figure from cricket there have been other indian cricketers who have been uh, as big as him in um, in terms of the runs uh, wickets the impact on the game just the actual skill part of it uh, but not, none of them came remotely close to achieving that pan indian um, pan age group pan uh, background societal like he just cut across all lines i don't think there will be another like him wonderfully put anand vasu and yeah you know what again we got we heard anand vasu break character and uh, show off his vocal cords yet again i have actually heard chance of tendulkar tendulkar at the wankade maybe in the early 90s maybe the first few times i went there but i want to give a lot of credit to wankade and also our good friends and fans of the show north stand gang for really having taken the sachin sachin chant to the next level and i have sat in that north stand but that is where i have a confession to make i was not a, such a big tendulkar fan i didn't really care much about indian cricket growing up it was all west indies for me as those who know me uh, know about that aspect really well and i in fact would celebrate every time tendulkar got out especially when it, they were playing against west indies otherwise i really didn't care and uh, in fact in 1994 a 9 year old bharat sundaresan tried entering wankhede stadium uh, with a poster which read uh, Sachin Anadi Lara Khiladi and of course the security guard this burly uh burly guy stopped me at the gate and kind of snatched that poster away and threw it away uh, young bharat wasn't very happy with that yeah for the benefit of uh, non hindi speakers such as myself non native hindi speakers and uh, non hindi speakers at large what does that even mean it was based on a movie which had come out around that time uh and the khiladi means player Anadi means just a good for nothing fellow so that's what it read and uh, yeah that's how big a west indian fan i was i was uh, prepared to put my security on the line and maybe i was too young or maybe i would have been beaten up if i had a 19 year old bharat had done it but uh, yeah i wasn't it, like i never really reson- it never re- resonated with me this whole tendulkar love because like i said it, my my loyalties uh, lay elsewhere uh, but having said that like once i did come into the profession and uh, you know you tend to become a, a lot more objective about things and yeah of course no there's no question of who was the greatest batsman of that generation of course brian lara uh but it was good to good to see uh just like you know i i was also completely uh taken up by the whole uh, the, the whole surreal lead up to the sachin tendulkar uh farewell the final test match and 
even the fact that West Indies came here, it was it all felt so last minute. That wasn't even scheduled uh, too long before that. And India was supposed to go to South Africa. Uh, it, and there was he also played a last Ranji Trophy match for Mumbai in Haryana at, at Lali. You were there, so what was that like? Just his connection to Mumbai and uh, and Mumbai cricket. Yeah, that match was, I think, part of the long farewell. And um, it was very, very interesting because Lali is probably that one pitch in India that's always challenging. It's always doing a bit. The medium paces are always going to come into it because of the high water table there. It doesn't matter how much you try to make that like a road. It's always going to seem a little bit. It's always uh, going to swing when it's uh, overcast. So there was it was always going to be a contest. And Ajay Jadeja was leading Haryana at the time. Jadeja is one of those guys who can turn a Haryana team and you know make it feel like you're playing against an international side with his uh, attacking captaincy, field placing, just playing with the minds of the opposition batsmen. So it was uh, the setting was an incredible one, not one of those giant stadiums which you know were. Uh, can be soulless and uh, unattractive for limited uh, for domestic cricket when there aren't any crowds. Of course, this was a packed house. They were not selling tickets, but you had to have a ticket to get in. They were giving them away. Um, the atmosphere was quite something. It was incredible. But let's get back to this match that we're supposed to be talking about. This uh, test match, Tendulkar's final one. Um, can you quickly run us through what actually happened in that game? Because it's uh, there's a danger of this being completely overrun by Tendulkar. Uh, what what happened? What did West Indies do? Well, it won't take us too long to cover that match, really, or even summarize that game because it didn't last too long to start with. West Indies, like I said, had la- landed here last minute almost. They went to Calcutta first, got destroyed there. Rohit Sharma made his test debut, scored 100. So in a way, everybody thought of it as a passing of the torch moment. Uh, One great Mumbai batsman being replaced by probably a potential great coming through the ranks. Uh, It was all Rohit more than Virat at that point. Um, And then we moved to Mumbai. Again, like you said, everything was about all the stories leading up to the test match. I remember revolved around uh, not just Tendulkar, the man, but his family, his people he played cricket with at a junior level, at a senior level, people who had left cricket since. And we we were, we were all, I mean, literally went around the world looking for people who had any Tendulkar connection at that point. But um, at, at the same time, like even in terms of news breaks, there was one story about how uh, Wankade had to become slightly more wheelchair compliant so that um, Tendulkar's mother, who had never seen him play in person, uh, was um, had like you know so, so that she could come in and uh, w- watch such and play, and it it was it it, it was all about uh, yeah the Tendulkar connections, but the match itself like like you said there was very little to like talk about. I mean West Indies batted first and were uh, blown away by spun out by Pragyan Oja. Uh, then India batted, then Tendulkar came into bat. Uh, Cheteshwar Pujara, who incidentally. Uh, the day it was announced that Tendulkar was going to retire, uh, I was in Hubli covering a India A West Indies A match when Pujara made a triple hundred, uh, and he came to the press conference and nobody even mentioned the triple hundred. It was all about Tendulkar, so I felt a little bad for him. And again, in this game as well, he made a one of his finer hundreds at that point. Even though against not the greatest bowling attack, I would have to admit, and. Um, 
yeah and tendulkar came out made 74 uh and we will leave uh, i mean and the answer to who got tendulkar out <laughs> the final time in his international career will uh, i think test a lot of people unless you're a cricket nuffy or a nerd um and uh, we will come to that in a while but uh, yeah and then west indies batted again and were blown away yet again so to cut a long story short uh, not that much action on the field i do remember the tendulkar innings being a particularly good one uh, sometimes these things can be anticlimactic did he make 74 or so um and there was a bit of a passage of play in which tino best asked a few questions but uh, tendulkar was kind of too good um even on his final essay even with all the emotion one of the things that really struck me and people have asked me over the years about during you know from that phase was the fact that tendulkar's mother had never seen him at a ground before i mean people find it hard to believe that the man who you know everybody wants to watch has never been watched by the one person who has the most access to him in the world i mean she could watch him anytime she wanted but his mother had actually never seen him play live at a ground which is an interesting enough thing in itself but you found some uh, shall we say less wholesome but far more interesting connections there was the story you had done about this anil gurav uh, peer of tendulkar's at a much younger age whose um, life took a completely different path uh, did he end up being a gangster of sorts well uh, no his brother was the one who was a gangster and yeah we we hit upon the name anil gurov from just like this exercise we were doing in that lead up to that game like you said when we were preparing for it of trying to get in touch with guys that tendulkar would have played at played with at a young Uh, at a younger level and uh, at a younger age and who had nothing to do with cricket anymore so we f- to to start with we found a lot of people who were maybe overseas i remember there was a guy who uh, i think he's a he's in the gold business somewhere in the us and that's how we reached anil gura who uh, uh, my colleague devin pand devendra pandey and for former colleague devendra pandey and i heard of uh, this guy who was staying in nalasopara which is like the back of beyond in mumbai uh, and who had since become like an alcoholic he was staying in the slums and the first time we went looking for him it took us a while but he, he imagine being in the in a slum in the back of beyond in the outskirts of mumbai he was really really far away from what we would call uh, what what was our reality anyway and the thing the story was that he was uh, maybe acharekar's or acharekar of course tendulkar's famous uh, coach in mumbai his first real like major student like the one that really stood out and apparently used to play the square cut better than anyone else tendulkar and vinod kamli would be asked to stand behind the net just to observe him he even gave sachin tendulkar he was his first captain in a club game and tendulkar was still 11 or 12 he even gave tendulkar his own bat and tendulkar's first runs in competitive cricket in a way in mumbai came while using anil gurav's bat but unfortunately his brother was uh, part of the underworld of mumbai and the cops were always after him they never seen the brother and so they always came after anil gurav and his mother who we also met um and yeah i mean to the extent that he had to they would just keep dragging them to the police station and allegedly harassing them and beating them up so to the extent they just ran away from parel which is like central mumbai to to the place where we found them and yes and he subsequently lost his way got, like got to like you know 
alcohol came into his life completely lost everything he had we even we actually got his contact through his son which is quite it's a story for another day but yeah and it, it helped also that the story did appear um on sunday the day after tendulkar retired but i have to thank the west indians on fin- for finishing that match in two and a half days so that the game the copy appeared the same day as the one like you know the day after tendulkar's last day which just added to the whole um, drama around it yeah it was just it's just a bollywood script uh for the making and i was approached by a lot of bollywood producers and directors who had never heard about who wanted to make a movie on that and i think maybe some day it will be made there was an opposition and i had also spoken to uh, darren sammy and chris gale before that game chris gale in his own you know customary fashion had spoken about how uh he he obviously was a big tendulkar fan and he all reminded me that he had gotten him out a couple of times in one day cricket and he had said that i'll respect him and all that but i'll be stern to him before the match and i'll say if you edge it i'll gobble you up and uh, he did say that he wanted to take sachin tendulkar's calmness into his cricket but well that's chris gale for you i don't know whether that would have worked out and darren sammy was of course west indies captain at that point and he'd spoken about how of course uh, growing up it was all about lara versus tendulkar even in his school and in his, in his backyard he spoke about how he was a big fan of the tendulkar the punch of the back foot like that he would play and the ball would go straight down the ground and um, uh, he had spoken about how he his team like once the game would start they wouldn't get swayed by the tendulkar mania and they would want to get him out first ball uh, funnily enough later on he was not too happy i would say a little upset with uh, the fact that it came out because i i don't know as an opposition captain i guess you would want to get every batsman out first ball but that's 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 how different this whole uh, the setup was the setting was because it was tendulkar that people were even like worried about what they were saying about him in his last test match even though it was a game of cricket uh, sammy had funnily enough in 2011 taken a catch and broken indian hearts at, at a packed wankhede stadium tendulkar was on 94 well on his way to its 100th 100 which we all know took him a while for him to get there and yeah sammy took a catch of ravi rampal celebrated like crazy at that point and it was sammy again who took a catch of narsing dionarayan's bowling <laughs> um in sanjit sachin tendulkar's final ever test match uh to to dismiss him but obviously no celebrations this time it was just uh yeah it was quite a moment chance of sachin sachin but for i think maybe it looked sounded like 20 seconds there was just a pin drop silence not just around the wankhede i'm sure around mumbai around india around world cricket um around every household but i would also like to say like one of the other stories i did do in that lead up was one i never thought i would do is write about my own brother who lives in the us because um, though i am not very proud of what he did uh, one of the first uh like he was a big indian cricket fan and i would get beaten up at home just for supporting the west indies and when he moved to the us he bought his first car and he got a name plate which read tendlia uh, which a few months or i think a year after that he was still a student he sold it off and made a decent amount of money so i actually interviewed my own brother and wrote about it which is kind of weird uh but yeah and but also what i do remember from that game is the press box was filled with the who's who of indian cricket journalism i'd never met uh, the likes of r mohan before which was quite 
you know something quite humbling uh, meeting him and i'd heard so much about him obviously growing up in mumbai i had not read much of his work but uh, i don't read much cricket anand was so before you make faces at me and uh, yeah it was it was quite something so what do you remember of the press box like the wankhede press box my home press box i've sat in it uh, many times like you know when it's been empty during ranji trophy matches but uh, what do you remember from uh, just like you know the vantage point that we always have but did it feel different at all well i do remember that i was not sure whether i would get a seat in the press box or not before because there was just literally everyone in the country wanted to be there every single journalist wanted to be there and a lot of people uh, who weren't even actively covering cricket at the time but who had covered a, most of tendulkar's career uh, understandably wanted to be there and wanted to write about that and it was a big thing for a lot of people so i was uh, firstly just relieved to be in that press box I think watching the game uh, again you can split it into pre-game game and post-game. I think while the play was on it was still possible to actually just look at the cricket and watch it just like a cricket match. But the lead up to the game and that last um, passage when Tendulkar after he the game was done and he read out that speech of his and you know it was um, very different from any other moment i've experienced in an indian press box in that there was um, a a sense of uh, sadness there was a sense of uh, people allowing themselves to express their emotion and feel their emotion more than you normally do uh, at a press box usually people are trying to be very objective trying to be uh, very careful even if they get excited a lot of them will keep it in check because you want it to show in the broadcast that you do or in the writing that you do you save the words for that you don't really uh, express them perhaps like a fan does but in uh, uh, in that in those final moments there were many people who were uh, openly weeping there were some who just had a moist eye there were some who of course were running around trying to see what else was happening to because they had to report it and could not afford to enjoy that moment uh, it it there was a different feel to the press box i think before the game and after the game but during the game it was largely business as usual yeah and uh, i was covering that game alongside my uh, ex boss sandeep divethi who was writing about the whole tendulkar aspect of the game while while i was reporting on the cricket and also being the west indies i remember writing stuff about how it was shivnarayan chandra paul's 150th test match no west indian had played uh, that many games and um, yeah about how inept they were with the bat and ball which i have written a lot uh especially in with regards to test cricket and the west indies uh yeah the speech itself like i i was one of those who was running around looking for um a yawn i have to like you know as they call it here in australia and i ran down and i was downstairs while the speech was uh, going on right and it was very surreal like being maybe in the press box you still there's a glass window you still um, you you obviously could hear him and hear the crowd but it was very different being downstairs because i got like a 360 uh degree like view of the whole stadium i could see people how they were reacting to his speech uh and, and not too far away from me under an umbrella stood lakshman ganguly and dravid who were doing commentary for the game and they yeah i, I was observing them as well while tendulkar was speaking of course there was there wasn't a major show of emotion from them they had all been in that position maybe not giving a farewell speech in front of the whole world in a way but uh they they uh, they had been there so i'm sure they knew what uh, was going through tendulkar's head but yeah i think there was those moments when dhoni and the indian team um, 
provided like a moving guard of honor and of course then a few maybe half an hour after everything finished tendulkar walked back to the middle of the wankhede and i uh, just knelt down and like you know uh yeah kissed the pitch i think and that was that was um yeah i think a poignant moment and just kind of summed up what how much cricket and how much being on the cricket field uh, meant to such and of course there was also uh, the little interview harsha bogle did with his wife towards the end of that game which also got a lot of people teary eyed even though she spoke about how she's going to pass on a lot of res- home responsibilities to uh, to sachin to her husband and uh, yeah it was it, yeah and i don't know maybe a lot of people have told me since that they they felt this emptiness in their lives about uh, not having sachin anymore uh, but unfortunately this is one of those games where i really don't recall what was offered for lunch or uh do you do you think anything anything stood out for you from the food i don't think anyone had in the time really to take in uh, every break you're still wondering what was happening with tendulkar it this game was so consumed by tendulkar at the time and the i think the other thing was that because india were playing west indies who were not playing particularly well at the time you knew that apart from the time when india were batting this game was going to progress very quickly there was a when west indies were batting there was always a chance that the game would be over in the next half hour even you know when the innings began you never knew what they were going to do it was a particularly brittle phase for them and there was nothing much to gain they had already been hammered in the first game they had a poor first innings india had piled on the runs um there was no coming back into the game uh, for west indies so it was a question of sort of like them just being part of tendulkar's final test match rather than it being an actual contest as a cricket match so there was always that one eye on when is it going to end how is it going to end how is this all going to play out yeah i mean if, for a long time there i think the crowd was cheering for west indies especially on that third morning because the longer west indies batted the longer they got to see of sachin uh tendulkar and um yeah but obviously that's only that there was only that much they could cheer them on for for me personally the last story i wrote about that game kind of brought everything uh life itself back uh, a full circle because it was about how brian lara my hero uh kind of had tendulkar walk into the west indian dressing room at the end of that test match uh he uh, presented so brian lara chandapal and gail uh stood together and spoke about tendulkar uh, to their to the younger members of the team of course they all knew who tendulkar was and what he meant and lara spoke about how he would stay up at odd hours wa- to watch tendulkar bat um especially and enjoyed it especially when they weren't batting uh, when he wasn't scoring runs against his team uh and he presented him with the traditional uh, uh trini steel band drums obviously like a miniature version of it uh, which i'm sure tendulkar has somewhere in his um, massive home and um, yeah and tendulkar then spoke about how his he regretted not having played as much as he would have wanted to in the career i mean he played 10 tests in 97 and 2002 but he missed the 2006 and 2011 tours and um, yeah and i'm sure the west indian fans would have missed out uh, and would have felt the same about not getting to see uh, the maybe the the third tendulkar in his 30s i don't think they ever got to see that uh well anyway that brings us to uh the end of this uh 
yeah rather interesting episode where we got anand vasu cheering and maybe we will attempt to get him to break character more often in the future and uh, yeah from mumbai we move down under to melbourne in 2014 where and we are going from one retirement to another but this one there was no you couldn't have prepared for because it came literally from nowhere uh minutes after we thought we just like seen a very quiet and normal game just finishing a draw and we were making our own plans when suddenly from nowhere we get a uh, an email saying that ms dhoni has retired from test cricket with immediate effect well we'll come to that and the uh, and the drama that surrounded that retirement and how it affected our lives individually at least for a night uh if not for a few days but for now it's uh thank you thank you for listening thank you to my co-host anand vasu and i guess i'll have to end it again by saying sachin sachin you can find us on spotify itunes and wherever else you get your podcast from hit download subscribe and don't forget to give us a five star rating if you think we've earned it also follow us on twitter and instagram at pressbox2020 that's pressbox2020